It was the dawn of the third age of podcasting, 20 years after Babylon 5's debut. This intro cast is a dream-given form. Its goal? To introduce the show to new fans by creating a place where new viewers and old alike can discuss the show peacefully. It's a port of call, home away from home for geeks, nerds, podcasters, and wanderers. British and Americans, wrapped up in minutes of audio downloads, all alone on the web. It can be a silly place, but it's our last best hope for intelligent analysis. This is the story of the first of the Babylon 5 intro cast. The year is 2014. The name of the show is Down Below. Oh, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. Uh, I'm Will, and... Hello, I'm in, of course, but this is a spoiler episode, an extra special spoiler episode. Uh, yes, today we are joined by listeners Shane and Lori. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. Again. Hi, Lori. Hi, Shane, again. Today we are uh, doing a special spoiler episode after we've seen... Uh, Signs Important. <laughs> Forgot the name of the episode for a second. Um, yeah, so- oh, we're halfway through the first series. It's about time we did a spoiler show, we thought. About time we discuss all those interesting questions that are bubbling up and predictions all you newbies are coming up with. So anyone who hasn't seen the entire series, stop listening to this show right now. Yes. I don't have a plan for how we're doing this, so let's <laughs> just jump right into it. Well, if I'm, if I may say my first, my, my first point is that, uh, you, all of you have probably heard the, uh, certain importance in Trickhouse by now. Um, as you probably are aware, I didn't actually say much during that recording because I had to mute my microphone every five minutes. Because <laughs> they were just saying, they were just saying, saying, no, our newbies was just saying something and I was just, ah! I can't say anything here. Yeah, the thing that got me the most was when they named Mr. Morton Alien of the Week, and I was trying to suggest Londo, but I didn't want to strongly suggest it. I didn't want to. Yes. Oh, did too. they really? Yeah. Well, when well, I. Yeah, sorry, uh, Laurie. Uh, I was just going to say the reverse was true for me because I was about to say Mr. Morton for Human of the Week, and then I had to quickly backtrack before I said it. <laughs> Well, I ended up saying that in my feedback. Did you read that, Will? Yeah, that's fine. That's I fine. hope that was okay, because I, I was thinking at this point, you do think he's human, and he is human, correct? He's yeah. just been yeah. he coerced, whatever you want to call it, um, as the ambassador, or whatever, yeah. or by the, by the shadows. But, so I was hoping that wouldn't throw them off, and, well, Londo's, like, always my alien of the week, even though mm. I think I said Lady Ladera just to break it up. Because I thought she played it pretty well. Yeah, um, they, I mean, they're coming up with some really interesting theories. Some interesting theories that are so close to what's going to happen. And then others, like with Mr. Morden, they really weren't sure he's human, what he's capable of doing. And I think some of it is the way it's edited as well. The fact that when he, for example, when he left um, London's court, quarters he seemed to disappear so they thought he might have some sort of alien power well, that's be... true and... i wondered if they thought he had damaged kasha's suit because i thought that the episode wasn't entirely clear about that yes they definitely thought well they thought it's a possibility anyway i got the impre- got... Yeah, yeah i got sorry. the impression they were thinking that kash 
actually did throw Morton out, but I was thinking, I got the impression that he wasn't able to get rid of Morton like he wanted to. Well, you've got to remember, there's, there's always shadows around him. Right. Yeah. I mean, we get to see that in Chrysalis, if I remember correctly. That's, our, that's the first episode that we actually get to see the, the well, I was going to say the real shadows, but you right. know. I'm not sure we do. I was Maybe trying to remember when that was. It was either Chrysalis. It's either that or... Um, the episode where Sheridan finds out. No, I uh, think, we, yeah, I, we see them sooner than that. I I thought it was actually one of the final scenes of uh, Chrysalis because yeah. Morden Morden sitting in the room and you've got oh, the two shadows is. walking in. Yes, he is. Oh, they're gonna like that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on this episode, but they there's so much stuff even before this episode that they've gone into. Mm. I can't remember whether it was Heidi or Elizabeth who said there's going to be a civil war and they're going to break away from Earth, but one of them did. Yeah, an assassin. One of them predicted an assassination president. Yeah, yeah, I remember them predicting that. Um, I want to see Elizabeth's genocide on <laughs> Does that really happen? Well, an entire race? Not an entire race, but there's been almost genocides. If you think mm. about what... The Centauri do to the Narn, the bombing of Narn. You've got, already you've had the Membari nearly wipe out all of humanity. Mm. And a few other things going on. So there, there's been close genocides. Oh, there's another thing, Elizabeth. I just finished editing, so it's fresh in my mind. Elizabeth said, I think she said Jakar and Londo are going to get what they want, but it won't be exactly how they wanted it. It reminds oh, me yeah. of what happens ah. with the Centauri. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, I made a point when talking about this episode to summarise what each of them wanted right? without trying to make it to avert. But, yeah, mm. uh, as I said, uh, Jakar wants revenge. He, get, he gets the Centauri race completely decimated. He gets what he wants, mm. except he doesn't want that anymore by that point. Mm. Right. And Lando mm. gets what he wants at the cost of his people, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Delenn wants um, Mr. Morden to leave. He leaves. And dies. She gets what, well, yes, <laughs> as well. But she didn't ask for that specifically. No, that's true. Someone else did. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they said that um, something like, oh, they didn't talk to any Earth people as far as we know for some reason. And yeah, there was a re- I wanted to say there's a reason for that. but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We know they're already working for, with us. So they didn't suspect that, though. No, no. I'm just going through the spoiler page, hoping to find whether someone did a list of the. I believe Jason did. Yeah, no, Jan did. I put it in front of me. Okay. Oh, brilliant. Uh, I remember. Well, the one. I don't know if it's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shane. Sorry, I was just going to say that Heidi said that the humans on Babylon Five will rebel against a xenophobic Earth and side with the aliens and become a rebel space station. And she said that. Oh, really? And she said that in infection. It's so eerily correct that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, I mean, my favourite thing, which they're carrying through, is the fact that they think... Well, I'm not sure how serious I think this, but the fact that uh, Sinclair and Delano are married. That was the one I was thinking about. Um, Yeah. Because, I I mean, it'll take a while, but... um, Right, that it's 
that he ends mm. up marrying or Sheridan ends up marrying into Lynn. Mm. But I did they and I haven't done that much reading on this, but did they yeah. hit how much had they planned for Sinclair leaving or was that completely because of the actor? It's because of the actor. Yeah. So I would mean, he have mar- would Sinclair then have married Dylan had yep. had he still been the actor? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the original plan, as far as I'm aware, is the fact they were meant to get married. They were meant to divorce. Hmm. And the final scene was Sinclair sitting on a, a random world fishing. Oh, that's bizarre. I think I like the way it really turned out better. You were then meant to get another five-year series called Babylon Prime, which was actually meant to be about their son, wasn't it? Uh, Babylon Prime was actually... The Babylon Prime, as it were, was Babylon 4, if that makes sense. They re- yeah, it was meant to be set on Babylon 4, but yeah. I think it was meant to... The central character in that was meant to be their son, I think. Yeah. I will... So Heidi and Elizabeth definitely get credit for that prediction. Yeah. Or at least partial credit. I can't wait. Yeah. To, oh, sorry. Sorry, uh, I was just saying, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she also predicted, because I just listened to um, the the one from last week earlier today, and I, well, I guess it was Elizabeth, because Heidi wasn't there, predicted that, you know, Sinclair is kind of getting in trouble because of all this, that they're going to fire him or make him have a leave of absence or something along those lines, which oh, I was yes, surprised I to hear her say that, because mm. normally was, you don't predict a main character leaving. I don't know where she managed to pick out from, but yeah. I think because he is falling out of favor with the Senate. Mm. Yeah, that is something. I mean, I think by this point, um, though, they must have been writing those things in so that partially they could write him out if if they needed to. Mm. And also building up the fact that when they do break away from, uh, they've got a much more stronger backstory. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, it's it's brilliant what they're getting. But at the same time, I just want to quickly go on to one of their predictions that isn't going to come true. And they're building it up so much. I almost think they're going to be disappointed to the resolution for, you know, the whole Membari messing with Sinclair thing. They really think he's going to be a plant and that, Heidi even said in the sky full of stars that um, she thinks there's a faction of Earth that colluded with the Mambari for, you know, during the surrender. Well, when he leaves, they'll probably, they may change that prediction or it'll change so much that they won't think about it that much anymore. Well, in the very first episode, um, Lanier explains why they... Um, surrendered. Mm. So they'll be disappointed. Oh, we just got it in dialogue. And I think they'll be disappointed because that just gets dropped. But at the same time, they had to drop it because <laughs> the character's no longer there to follow it through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You all are going to explain why the character left, right? On the show? or? Oh, uh, yeah, we yeah. will. I can't wait for the season two so you don't have to dance around that any longer or avoid it. Oh, well, the amount of times both me and Will have accidentally said Sheridan. <laughs> yeah, y'all have done great. <laughs> it's got to be hard. And, there are a and lot I of... think they're going to like Sheridan better. I mean, what do you all think? I think so, too. I, yeah. I definitely mm. think so. I mean, I I like Sinclair more than they seem to. I mean, they really don't seem to like him that much. 
I've enjoyed him in this rewatch, but of course I also know where it's all going, so it's kind of different. Yeah. I think that that's part of the reason why they don't like him at this point, because they, they can't see where he's going and can't appreciate the arc the character is going on, even though it's a very short one. They're only seeing what's going on in the very moment. I mean, I've said this on the show uh, when I first appeared, that I got... F- over the Christmas break, I got all five seasons of Babylon 5 for the first time. And about a month ago, I finished my first complete rewatch in about six years. Bro. Oh, so you're fresh. Yeah, I, don't, I think I watched it when it originally aired. And then my husband and I rewatched it, I think, on Netflix disc, maybe like mm-hmm. 10 years ago or so. Um, so I haven't rewatched it since then. So a lot of the details I've completely forgotten. Ah. Yeah, I was in the middle of my last rewatch about five years ago. I have that time hop app that tells you what you were do- tweeting and stuff like two years ago, <laughs> four years ago, five years ago. And I can tell I was in the middle of rewatching it five years ago around this time. But yeah, there's some times where I'm deliberately, I have to say Sinclair's name or I pause before I say it just to make sure I'm saying the right name for like a half mm. a second. <laughs> like yeah, Sinclair. there's been a couple of times where... <laughs> I've had a problem, but no, you know, it's it's because their names are so similar. Right. John Sheridan, Jeffrey Sinclair. I know. Because uh, 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 he called them Jeff Garibaldi in this, at this episode. I almost wrote down John when I was doing my notes, then I caught it. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been established at this point that... Um, Sinclair and Garibaldi go back away, but I always keep on forgetting they don't know how far yet. That you know they have no, they don't know about the stuff on Mars yet. Yeah, properly, and it keeps. No. There's other things like that. That the very minor details that I know I'm going to slip up on occasionally. Like today, I think I accidentally said Centauri Prime when it hasn't even been mentioned yet. I actually show. said Centauri Prime, and I st- I was stopped for. Oh, it I hasn't was, been mentioned. Oh, okay. when I was saying that, I kind of paused for a second because I was trying to remember if they actually knew the name was Centauri Prime, but I just went ahead and said it. Like, it, oh, well. it it's one of those things, isn't it? It's uh, you've mm. said it, and you think. Okay, that's probably not much of a spoiler, but damn it! <laughs> oh, and today. Well, I, sorry, I almost, I almost, because I had a note about the triangle on the land's forehead. Yeah, and uh, that means that she's a member of the Grey Council. Yeah. <laughs> Have yeah. they predicted that she's a member of the Grey Council because they saw her in the circle? It seemed yeah, like they, they did. I, I yeah. think. I think she they, is, yeah. Yeah, but they haven't. Uh, but we haven't overtly seen that really in the show. So oh, I right, right. I that. just was wondering if they had predicted that. Yeah, and she's been called Satai. Mm. They know well. Uh, yeah, right, actually, by Lanier. No, it has in the show. Lanier's called her one of the great characters. Right, yeah, when he first So it has arrived. been said in the show, mm. and I do know it. It's just... Yeah, I was, just, only... was going to wait until they seen uh, Babylon Squared. Oh, I can't wait for that episode. Oh, that I know. Up. I'm the guest oh, they, for that oh, one. Yeah, that was one thing they said in today's episode, that they said, oh, I think we're going to find out about Babylon 4 before the end of this season. They don't know how right they are. Yeah. Ish. I, am, Ish. I think I'm, they're going to be pretty shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. excited. Yeah, the last scene, or oh, the last time we see oh, some. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, to, it, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, I'm just going to say it's going to be really good because... That's going to spawn a whole other load of predictions from them. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's not that far off. I I had forgotten how soon that happened. Yeah. I do have a, I do have a question actually. How are you? How are you going to be covering war? With, not war with the end. Sorry. Uh, how are you going to be recovering co- covering uh, guns? Uh, what's that two part at the end of the season? Uh, voice in the wilderness. Yeah. How are you yeah. Going to be covering that? Is two separate episodes or or one? Yeah, big I think one? two separate. Was it originally? One episode. It was aired as two episodes. Okay. He wanted yeah. it as one full ep- yeah. extra long episode, but they aired it as two, which is why it ends in a weird place. Yeah, because I believe on the video, I don't have my videos anymore. On the video, it actually it was edited together as one ninety-minute um, episode, but on the DVDs, I think it's a two-parter. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I yeah. Because. Oh, they've got the DVDs, they're going to be watching it as two separate episodes, so we'll have it as two separate episodes. You all have figured out a way for them to watch it on DVD at the beginning of season two without seeing Delenn, like on the cover or whatever mm. might be spoilery? I don't, I don't want to say it here, just in case, but there is a way we might have if it works. Mm. Um, I've got well, we've got plans, and it should work. <laughs> um, and hopefully they won't be spoiled. Um, we, yeah, I remember um, that just being one of the biggest, like, shocking moments back from way back on regular television. Yeah, because I don't know whether they're going to see that coming because I have no idea what they've seen of this. Uh, show advertised before they went anywhere near it. Uh. Because the pictures out there are Delenn with hair. Mm. Whether they hmm. know that, I don't know. They might know. not even recognize her, though, or realize what they're looking at. Because she looks quite a bit different. And mm-hmm. her personality kind of changes, too, I, I, I feel does. like. I and the acting does. gets a lot more... So- I, I don't know if it's the way she's at, the actress is acting mm. it, but the acting seems to get a lot more solid as well. Well, you've got to think about it. Her, you know, she's got half of half human DNA now. So, you know, there must be things about a human physiology which is very different from a membrane physiology. And so, yeah, she may be experiencing emotions in a rawer state than she normally does. Did before, sorry, I should say. Yeah, I think that's what I always assumed, is that, yeah, she's somewhat yeah. more emotional and shows her feelings more. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And that shows, I think, in, in Series 2 especially, because um, after Season 2, she it, she steadies out again a little bit. Not as much as before, but in Season 2, she seems to go through a lot of highs and lows. Yeah. And I think that's her dealing with being a human. And that whole storyline really is done quite well. I think after they get off over the shock, they're going to like that storyline. I think so, too. Yeah, because I think they've been missing actually seeing her that much. And, uh, again, I haven't watched it, rewatched in a while. But I feel like starting season two, she's in almost every show. Or she's much more... Um, oh, yes, she is. Uh, and so is um, Kosh. I mean, not just in the fact that in the show he is because, I mean, Sheridan's there, but because it's just that, you know, they're bringing out more mythology in season two and they're going to enjoy going into that. I think part of their frustration with this first season is that they're getting all these clues, 
but it, it's been it's really slow getting anywhere, and they're used to much faster pace shows. Well, there's a lot of like story of the weeks or mystery of the weeks in season oh, yeah. one. And then mm-hmm. as like I, I listened to the commentary for Signs Importance and as like uh, JMS was talking about, there's a lot of that in season one. But then from season two onward, it's almost straight mythology like every mm-hmm. week that's building. And yeah, that's what I enjoy. And I, I think that's what, what they and they're going to enjoy a lot more of too. Okay. Oh, yes. And of course, end of season two, Will, you'll be happy. Yes. How you, you know, when when we first started doing the show, I had kind of forgotten, you know, how her storyline resolves itself. So my hatred for her doesn't have anything to do with that, or at least it. And then today, I should then be not thinking about how her storyline resolves itself. I said maybe they should ship Talia back to Earth. I'd like that, but I wasn't thinking about oh, what no. happens with her <laughs> when I said that. Well, no, they're not going to expect what happens to her. Yeah. No, because they know you don't like her. So. Yeah. Yeah, I never disliked her that much. I don't know. <laughs> I, it, you know, when thinking about the whole series, she's not that big of a part of it from the, so, yeah. And I loved Lita. Lita is one of my favorite characters. Oh, I can't yeah. wait for her to come to be back. fair, her, her reason for leaving is valid. She doesn't get very many episodes at all. No. Right, yeah. Um, and she left because she wasn't getting any character development. And then Lita comes back on. And, okay, in Series 3, there isn't much. But after that, there's so much. There's an awful lot of character development for Lita. And it's a shame. I know you don't like portrayal of Talia, but she should have gotten more um, screen time. She should have got more early character development. Yeah, well, it would have been nice to just learn more about the the Psychor and all, maybe a little bit more, because they've been asking for that as well um, this first season, because you get that one great episode with Bester, and then there's like nothing, or almost nothing. Yeah, I think there might be something later on in the series, isn't it? Later on in the first series, isn't it? He comes back once, doesn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't best, remember. I'm not sure if it's Bester, but I think there is a Psychor episode. No, the Bester, Bester's come back it's um oh goodness the eyes oh okay. yeah eyes okay yeah. yes yes oh, okay yeah i'm time, very short sorry three weeks time because yeah, we've got tko definitely. oh tko yes elizabeth got what it was straight away yeah but kind of hoping she was hoping it's not yeah yeah that's, that's i'm actually guessing on that one next week i just kind of randomly picked it because i didn't remember it just the timing kind of worked i couldn't remember if i picked that for you or not i was going to apologize <laughs> i I, ho- oh, I haven't rewatched it yet but well i don't know that's okay it doesn't you do it. have you do have a Bonobus storyline in that one. I and love Bonobus, so, yeah. So, yeah, um, they're, they're loving it, Bonobus. Sorry. Yeah, going, um, back, sorry, going back to a previous point, Talia Winters only appears in seven episodes of the second season. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, I like a ragged owner, but... um. I was listening to Braving Babylon 5, and he just did this episode from Mind War. Mm-hmm. It was funny. He was saying that, yeah, we know these two psychops are bad guys because one is really slimy and the other one's British. I thought that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, talking of oh, tele- oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I was going to say, talking of telepaths, uh, I've only got one word to say. Byron. Uh, oh, yes. That's going to be interesting when we oh, get there. Yeah. Yeah, amazing character. It Have they made is, any uh, predictions regarding the telepaths or? Um, yes, I'm looking at the uh, mindful document here. Yeah. Um, 
See, Heidi said, Talia will work on her telekinesis, but will go crazy. Not really. Uh, oh, no, the stuff in brackets is about what happens. And Elizabeth says the cycle will be evil. I think they've gone into a bit more detail, but that's what's on the um, document so far. Yeah, I don't think they would predict the way she does go out, um, that there's a sleeper agent. No. That kind of yeah. seemed like it came out of nowhere, and I guess maybe because it sort of did, because she decided to leave the show. But it's also um, JMS trying to write a backdoor in to say she can come back and basically they could use the whole thing um, costed a few mm. episodes ago. Um, probably yeah. stored her memories. I was you reading about that. Memories, yeah, though. that was really interesting. I was thinking that it's a shame that they weren't able to do that. Oh, definitely. I've kind of got a little um, fan theory about what happens to Talia and Lita during uh, the telepath war. Because um, that happens in between Babylon 5 and Crusade. And kind of I've got this theory that um, Talia, evil Talia, is on the mm-hmm. cycle side and Lita's on the other side. They meet in the battlefield and, you know, kind of ha- have a telepathic battle in which Lita and Locke Talia's original personality and Talia becomes a mold for the resistance. Hmm. Uh, and speaking of um, Crusade, the guy in Eyes is actually in Crusade. He makes a cameo appearance. Uh. Oh, I'll have to look out for that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, he actually says a line similar to, I know something about surviving um, turbulent political situations. And I'm fr- fairly certain it's the same character. Um, and it's really interesting that this guy, you know, we see in eyes how he eats and then how, you know, this, uh, what's it, um, what nine, eight, nine years does to someone. Mm. And he is clearly the same character, but he's older, he's more confident, he's <coughs> more cynical, more political. Yeah. Uh, he's not on there long, but he's definitely the same character. It's been a while since I've actually watched Crusade, to be honest with you, so... Yeah, well, I'm going through it. I'm going through it now, actually, and it's quite interesting, especially mm. if once you've listened to uh, JMS's commentary on uh, about the eighth or ninth episode, mm. because that one was supposed to be the pilot episode. Not the pilot episode, the first episode, because he actually really? states on that that the call to arms is meant to be the pilot, mm. and then you go into this story... And everyone's in place doing what they're supposed to do. And, you know, you're jumping straight into the middle of the story. Mm. And the story introduces you to the characters as they're doing what they're supposed to do. They don't get, and here's the person who's doing this and this, uh, and having exposition characters to say, this is your mission. This is your ship. These are your crew, mm. which is what they end up doing. <laughs> and there's some really good episodes in it, but. It suffers from first season syndrome mm. and um, the network just pulling a fox on them. Mm. Oh, and talking of fox, that actually reminds me of um, uh, Firefly in a yeah, way. Yeah, I remember being yeah so upset when they cancelled it. And there was some mm. kind of something I remember going around the internet to try to restart it or something. But um, yeah. yeah, because... The hints he dropped in that commentary as to where he was planning to take the series would have been really interesting. Because, um, because he was saying basically the whole idea of the cure for the Drap Plague was just going to be 
season one was going to be resolved by the end of the first season. Mm. And then they were going to go off and do other stuff, have mystery around um, the apocalypse box and, and have um, a plot involving um, Earth using shadow technology and things like that. And yes, that could have been brilliant if they had followed it through. You would have had Babylon 5, then you would have had this brilliant crusade arc as well. Ah, mm. oh, well, we shouldn't really be talking about that. We've got a lot of Babylon 5 to discuss. <laughs> and, you know. Many, 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 many years to go. I mean, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. At least four- so what year will crusade be in? <laughs> We said once we get through the series, if they want to do Crusade, they can. Ricardo giving them an out clause that uh, if they don't want to go any further, they don't have to. Yeah, I haven't seen all of Crusade, but I will when we finish B5. I'd want to read some of the books as well. I know a local bookstore supposedly has copies of a lot of them. Yeah, that's something I'd love to discuss with them as well, at least one of the arcs, um, because I've got the telepath arc books here. Yeah. And I'd love to talk about that with them once the series is up, because you get to go into um, Bester's character. Yeah, I have an idea of what happens. I kind of, yeah, would like to talk about that as well. Yeah, um, we really need to get back to uh, what Heidi and Elizabeth are going to make of things and... um, so, yeah, they're not going to see the chrysalis coming. Um, no, but they're um, kind of are they build they she's building a machine for like a couple episodes, right? But yeah, I yeah. I wonder, whether, I wonder whether they're going to notice that it's the same thing they built. She's building over the episodes because I definitely noticed something this episode and. One of the, Heidi or Elizabeth definitely said, what is it with um, Delenn and triangles? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize that that becomes part of the chrysalis. Ah, okay. I yeah. totally missed that. <laughs> She's already... Hmm. Yeah. She starts building it in this episode, which is brilliant planning. Actually. It kind of looks like a game or an art, or a piece of art or something like that. Yeah. At this point. Um, the only way I can think that thing works is all of the pieces, uh, it's just a focusing device to focus the power of the triluminary. Uh, but that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah. This se- the rest of this season has a couple of interesting things in it. Um, but I, I think, think it's... Sorry. Okay, so sorry, I was going to say the biggest one is um, them going down to episode three. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. going to enjoy that, I think. I, uh, um, I don't really remember a lot of that two-parter, but, yeah, I do remember that it was kind of... Um, they had to... Oh, just never mind. I can't remember. What I, can't, <laughs> I can't think right now. But yeah, I think the one I'm looking forward to the most is Babylon Squared. Oh, I definitely am as well. I, I, I think it's it, it's absolutely brilliant telling you know being doing a three parter but spreading it over three years. Mm. You know, it is a three parter. They managed to create a solution to that episode so well. There's a couple of inconsistencies, but you can't get everything right when you're doing something like that and, you know, you're trying to tie up loose ends left from an actor leaving which you weren't planning for. 
uh, oh, they can. I mean, it's not just a brilliant episode that sets up another two later down the line, but mm. there's some really funny moments in it. You've got the whole Patterson and Zip conversation. Speaking yeah. of actors leaving, it, I remember being completely devastated when Claudia Christian left the show. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that get, yeah. yeah, that's going to be hard for them to take, I think. Yeah, I think they like Especially her. after Marcus dying, because mm. I've got a feeling they're going to like Marcus. I think they I hope, will as well. I hope this. I hope so. Yeah. It's... When do we first see him? Uh, first episode of season, season three. three. Yeah. Okay. Which is a minor spoiler, but nowhere near as much as the spoiler that the DVD box set and menu screen and other things give and online. Um, what's it? Opening credits do for season two, but mm. somehow oh, right. just having has... a new character is not that. <laughs> No. no, but his character changing is so. Yeah. Oh yes, it's just they've had had some really bad luck with whoever decided to market the series. Yeah, there's this one part on the deep on the season one DVD menu where I think Jakar morphs into Talia, or maybe it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's the most hideous creature I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All throughout yeah. the series, they've got these morphing silhouettes, and they really are disturbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, uh, either season three or season four, Ivana morphs into Marcus, and the halfway stage there is odd. <laughs> Uh, oh, the one yeah. thing that we the, sorry, the one thing thing that I want to point up is uh, changing of actually changing of the opening titles every year. Yeah, uh, I don't know whether they're going to pick up on it next year. They might just think, oh, they've changed the opening titles because they've got a new captain. Mm. I'm not sure they'll actually realise it's every year until season three. Mm. Well, a lot of shows change the opening titles every year. Nowadays, it's, they do. Don't yeah. They? Oh, was this unusual back in the day? I don't, I don't remember I think, being surprised by it. I think it, it was. I think it was uh, back then anyway, especially every season. Well, I know I, JMS said in the commentary that it was something he specifically did and he designed it. Yeah, there's a lot he did specifically. Yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of uh, any other shows that I can think of that actually changed their uh, titles, and I can't think of anyone, anything. Well, I, kn- I know um, season four, season five, DS9 changed the music slightly. Only very slightly, though. They added drum- an extra um, drum beat, I think, or something like that. Well, the, well, the thing with the thing with Deep Space Nine going from season three into season four is they didn't complete. They updated the music and updated the graphics of the opening sequence, but they didn't completely redesign the sequence. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. They only mildly changed the tone of the series, whereas mm. every season with Babylon 5, yeah. it's a different chapter. It's a different book, actually, in the mm. Chronicle. Yeah. It, you, so you have to have a different opening cover. You have mm. to have... the. Yeah, it uh, definitely makes sense. Definitely, Are you yeah. all going to tell them before season two starts what the title of the season, second season is? Probably. Um, cause we, I think we told them science importance before we did the first episode. But. Yeah. So I wonder I what can... they will make of that. If they yeah. you know, see it written out with the capital shadows. 
Yeah, I noticed in the closed captioning they had capital S for shadows in this episode. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't watch it with the titles. But re- just you've got to remember these are the people who made the DVDs who right. are spoiling season two. Who? Yes. They're assuming people have seen it before, probably. Yeah, I mean it's the same yeah. thing if you watch Buffy or any of them on DVD. There's yeah spoilers. Oh, uh, it. it, it I wonder whether any producers are getting, I mean, DVD, Blu-ray producers are getting savvy enough nowadays to realise half your viewership are going to see this for the first time on Blu-ray and DVD. They really need to remaster the show. This episode has some really bad... Mm. Yeah, they would get saying that. It it does really improve an awful lot between the first season and the fifth Fourth and fifth season, though, I mean, it, it gets ten times better, the CGI. Yeah, I didn't remember the CGI being as bad as it is. Of course, now I'm also watching it on, like, our big screen TV. Right. And yeah. back when we originally watched her, even, like, ten years ago, we watched it on a much smaller television. And I think... And lower resolution as and well. And lower resolution, mm. right. So now it looks very grainy or very pixelated. Mm. Um, so, which... Was watching on something smaller, it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. My husband was saying, "Yeah, they should they should redo all the CGI graphics." It's like, yeah, but that's really expensive. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> from what I've heard, they'd have to do them from scratch. Right. Yeah. I remember watching it for the first time when it was on Channel Four, and you know, having a twenty-six inch color TV. Yeah. Going from going from that to a fifty-five inch high definition TV like I've got now, so. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of the difference right there, yeah. Oh, it really does. I I think that as the story progresses, though, I think they'll just kind of ignore it. Because I think the story just continues to get more and more interesting. They'll they'll just be drawn in by the characters. I mean, for for one thing, you know, Chrysalis isn't just about what happens to Delenn in that. You know, you've got Garibaldi's storyline. They're not going to see that coming. They've been... um, Predicting that we're going to find out more about Garibaldi and, I guess, more about his past. But they're not going to see his second shooting him. No, Jack. They're not going to see that one coming. Yeah. I hope we, um, I don't, I was wanting to, like, point him out more without actually trying to, you know, <laughs> put too much focus on him. But no, I don't think that he's he actually there. No. I mean, <coughs> sorry, the one good thing about Simon's importance is that we see the Lieutenant Corwin for the first time. Yes. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, when uh, we were discussing this in this episode, I I was trying to hold back, not say his name, and kind of just I just had to say, oh, did you notice there's more than just Clara with dialogue lines in this episode? We're getting more C and C characters. Yeah, and it was just. Yeah. So it took, took me a while to, to figure out who you meant by Clara, because, of course, listening to the Babylon <laughs> Project, like I do, she referred to throughout as Tekkenton. Yeah. yeah, I know she is in that, but they gave her the name Clara, and it's just Clara Tech 2. Mm. Yeah, she's like Tech 1, and Corin is Tech 2 in the credits, I think. Mm. Ah, she's been promoted. Yeah. Because then then earlier this season, she was Tech 2. I think she le- when she leaves, I think he becomes Tech 1, and then would be Corwin yeah. later on. Oh, hmm. yeah. He, he, he's one of those characters who just really deserved more. Yeah, I never uh, remembered what his name was until you all mentioned it in the uh, spoiler group. Another thing, what do you think of, think, the thing of now for a word? 
Which one's that? Because as everyone, as everyone goes silent. I'm trying to remember which one's now from a word for a word because you've got it's the one the in IS- season two and then you've got the one in season four, which uh, is the ISM reports. Sorry, the one in season two is uh, now for a word. The one in season four is illusion of truth. Right. I don't know because that sort of thing is done quite a fair bit now. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. It took me a minute to remember which one that was. That was probably hadn't been done so much when Babylon 5 was, or when it was originally aired, and now it's more of a TV trope. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see whether they take it as something original that the series did or something that's a bit of a TV trope and not kind of take it that seriously. I mean, the only thing I can think of that was... So, there's only two things I can think of that were done beforehand, which was, without warning, which was a uh, horror film, and Special Bulletin, which, again, was a horror film. Hmm. Yeah, people does tend to do a lot of firsts. Yeah. I... Sorry, sorry when, was Independence, when did Independence Day come out? 97, was it? 94, I want to say, or 96. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, it's just um, they did a, a fake news thing um, for um, for um, Independence Day. Uh-huh. I couldn't remember which one came first. Oh, no, for a word. It was ninety six. Oh, sorry. So. Yeah, um, that I don't think they'll be too surprised about. What in series two? What they might be surprised about is the death of the Barcab. Oh yeah. They're going to expect the classic sci-fi trope of them being able to save the race at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. That, it's such a tragic episode, that. But mm. they did it so well, and uh, it's going to shock them. But if they haven't already started shipping um, Sheridan and Delem by that point, they definitely all start then, because the end of that episode, when they just fly into each other's arms. Yeah. They haven't really predicted any ships yet at all, have they? I mean, I'm not um, sure what there has been to predict, but that they've, they've I mean, other than really Sinclair on about Delenn. yeah, Sinclair and Delenn. which is oh. it's kind of <laughs> half joking, <laughs> but when you said ships, I was thinking about oh, like spaceships. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yes. because they they really don't take. Um, What's her name? Sakai and um, Sinclair that seriously because we've not seen her again. And I don't think we see her again until the very end of the series. I was trying to remember. Season, I feel sorry. Like we do, but I don't remember even when. Yeah, I think yeah. she's uh, yeah, close to the end. Apparently in the books, she, um, she's in the books, though. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Could do without her. <laughs> um, oh, something loud in my ears. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just trying to go through the list of where there are the predictions. Did they have any predictions about what Londo will do, like based upon just the Signs Importance episode and the way that it ended? Well, that it was kind of more they were thinking um, that Mr. Morden is going to try and make everyone's, th- you know, Fulfill everyone's desires, and it's kind. Of, they're kind of more on about. He's got to fulfill their desires, or something like that, and um, perhaps he feeds on their desires, or something like that. That's hmm. what they're. They're actually. They were actually saying anyway. Uh, half the time, I can't tell 
when they say something like that, how serious they're being about it, because they clearly weren't serious on the whole genie thing, but, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they also said, oh, he's a genie, he's got to be. But I don't think they're serious on that one. Magic alien creature. He's a new yeah. kid. He's a boy band member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess I was wondering what they thought about Londo getting the eye back and what that meant, like what he would do with it or if it was going to affect his future. They didn't really say too much about it, really. Okay. They just thought, oh, it's ominous when um, Londo uh, asked, you know, where, how to contact Morden, and it was kind of, you know, the reply to that about uh, Will Pond, you, he, they thought, oh, that's ominous, Will. And they definitely thought we'll be seeing him again. Yeah, well, JMS did say at the time that Morden would be back, but I didn't say that during the episodes, because I think they pretty much figured out that he was, pretty much knew he was going to be back. Well, if my, me- if, yeah, sorry. if my memory serves me, that I believe Chrysalis was actually filmed before this one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Chrysalis was number 12 out of the season filmed. Uh, perhaps so that all the actors knew what they were building towards and they could that could inform their performance from here on out then. Yeah, I think the main reason was because they needed time in post-production, but yeah, that there, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that that needs post-production. Yeah, because I don't, I think although they predicted things like the president being assassinated, I don't think they, they'll expect it to happen so soon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. They probably will expect it to happen in later seasons. Yeah. They, they actually, uh, sorry, yeah, it was Elizabeth actually, who's predicted from, this is actually in your intro show, there'll be at least one genocide. Yeah. I think. And there are at least, there is at least one genocide. Mm. One self-inflicted, the Marcab. Yeah. Then one, you know, the, the Narn race being, Almost bombed to the Stone Age by the uh, Centauri. We've already had Mumbari causing mass genocide on the human race. Mm. And then I can't remember what. There is another one as well. They did predict today that Babylon 5 would blow up in the series finale, which <laughs> probably an easy one to guess, but. Mm. Yeah, but I think that yeah. was kind of, um, Heidi saying. Yes, of course that's going to happen because that always happens nowadays with predictions like this. It, that's the trouble again when shows like this set the standard of how you do story art, television, and then also kind of improve on things in some ways by giving you answers a lot quicker, um, or by conforming to, you know, a blueprint, conforming to, um, oh, I'm losing the word, but that it's all too easy to predict things that were new at the time. Yeah. Yeah, they've seen other shows that have pulled strongly on this. I mean, I think oh, like BSG yeah. did, has, and... Um, um, what, what, have they made any predictions about the Vorlons as being different from the other um, alien today races? They did, or I was did wondering today, about that. Today, it was... I don't know how serious they were on it, but... They were saying something about that they're older than the other races and trying to stop Morden from interfering with them in some way or another. Hmm. I can't quite remember exactly what they said, but it was something along those lines anyway. And yes, it's going to be interesting because that's going to pay off quite quickly in season two. 
that does the ship he, like looks a little fancier or it looks more mysterious than the other races ships so i can yeah. see where they might get that from and yeah yeah and it does talk very cryptically so i think that kind of plays into it as well mm. Yeah, one episode they said the Minbari was the oldest race, and <laughs> I didn't want to correct them. Just kind of let it go. <laughs> of course not. Mm, yeah. Of course not. It was one thing that I worried about what you were saying earlier is that when I first watched the show, I was a teenager. So things that may have shocked me and then may not now as an older adult. And also we're more used to watching this kind of television right now. So I'm kind of worried if, you know, they may not be as impressed as we were back, you know, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I don't think it was just the fact, you know, we were younger. It's the fact that these shows weren't like this back then. No, no one had done a five-year arc. No, like Star Trek was very different. Arc, yeah, yeah. I mean, Star Trek was very much episode to episode, with just a few like multi uh, multi episode arcs. Oh uh, yes, and um, yeah, I think I think when they get into it, they're going to really enjoy it because although this is the first, it does things right, and it in some ways it does things so much better than anything that's followed it. Yeah, it's a very good story. I don't think you can yeah. get around that. I mean, for the one, the, sorry, the one thing that sh- kind of shook me on this on the rewatch was how many references to British uh, TV there is. Yeah, there's quite a few actually. Yeah, but that's because he's an Anglophile and did live in the mm. UK for a while. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, the brilliant example of the art storytelling is what happens in season three. Mm. It's just, they'll be primed in season two thinking, okay, right, we're in the meat of it now. We're on, we've got the pace of this season, this series, sorry, and we, we're enjoying the journey. And then season three will come along and ratchet things up again. And it, mm. they're just going to be blown away, I think, especially when you get to messages from Earth and that three slash four episode mini arc, mm. that's going to be brilliant to discuss with them because <laughs> at that point yeah. they'll be invested in the series, invested in the characters mm. and really want to get in deep with what's going on there. I just, I just thought of something actually. At the end of season three, we, we have the Z minus X amount of days. Yeah. At the end, and of course, we usually have T minus, not Z minus. I wonder if they'll mm. get the reference to the fact that it's, the Z means Zahadoom. They're clever enough. I think they might put two and two together because by that point, Zahadoom has been mentioned several times and mm. s- several times that he's been told if you go to Zahadoom, you will die. So mm. they'll probably guess that, you know, Z means Zahadoom and he's going to die. Again, it's because they've been trained so well by things that have come after it that they'll, they pick up on these, um, you know, hints and signs. Whereas everyone else, go, you know, who watched this originally can go back and see all the signs that were put in place preparing you. New viewers, and especially Heidi and Elizabeth, have been trained to look out for these clues, to pick up on them and to try and figure out where things are going. So the, I think that's the main reason why they're guessing so accurately what's going to happen, because, you know, the clues are there for them. It, I think it's just a testament to the show. 
Yeah, yeah, it's very well set up. I mean, there's a lot of purposeful foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, at the moment as well, their opinions on certain characters, I'm going to enjoy seeing how those change with time because at the moment they seem to love to hate Carr. They they like the character but don't like what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And that's going to flip as the series goes on to... Mm how they feel about Londo. And it, it's just going to be really fun seeing them take that journey. Yeah, I'm not sure Elizabeth likes Londo that much right now, but or maybe that's Heidi. Yeah, I was actually thinking that too, that I feel like Londo is not as much their favorite character as Jakar. Mm. And um, I was thinking, I don't know if you all are interested in doing this, but I was kind of interested in seeing what, what, who are you all's favorite, like, human and aliens of the series, yeah. if we want to talk about that at the end or something. Mm. Mm. Uh, I'm just trying to think of things we can talk about that and discuss what's going to happen next and their opinions of what's going to happen or... or Try to think of other predictions they've had because it we're, we're really in speculation territory here, and we're just at the start of this incredible journey. Still, have they had any more predictions about like Lanier or Veer or any of the like the second the second the second in commands for the ambassadors? I don't think so. They haven't been used on the show as much. I'm not sure no, if they consider them to be you know that important right now. And Natoth seems to be their favorite of, of oh, the ones we've seen so oh, far. Oh, they're oh. going to be disappointed. <laughs> what, do they, what do you think? Like, what do you think they're going to think about the change of actress? Or do you, do you well, think they're not, not even going to notice? I had, I'm not sure that I remembered that or realized that I was kind of rereading over some season summaries and had forgotten that that happened, or either that or I didn't notice it at the time. Well, at the when time, does that I- happen? Season two. And then okay. she kind of gets written out throughout season two. Mm. Yeah. She just, she just disappears at some point in season two. Yeah, they haven't seemed to like thought a lot of Veer, who is another one of my favorite characters. And so I've, I've been reluctant to like say much about him in the feedback because I feel like a lot of my views are because of what happens in the future. Yeah, because right now he really hasn't done much, and he's an anno- he's an annoyance to Lando, and so he's an annoyance to them. I don't really think they think much of him at all, even when he had his episode earlier on with um his cousin. Oh yeah, well that they, they did that was that episode wasn't it? Although <laughs> so. in a couple of episode time, got that thing with Garibaldi and Lanier do and the motorbike. They might start liking Lanier at that point. Uh, you know um, when Lanier gets the uh, motorbike manual and basically <laughs> completes it for Garibaldi. Oh yeah, that's in eyes, I believe, isn't it? It is, actually, yeah. It is, only because I'm looking at the descriptions. I had forgotten about that. So, yeah, they'll find out more about him then, and I think they might like that. I'll be glad when we see Zach Allen. Oh, that's going to be brilliant. yeah. Everyone loves Zach Allen. Yeah, he's great. And when does he come, season season two or three? Uh, Zach Allen, yeah, season two, but not straight away. Kind of... Eight or nine, somewhere around there, I think, is when he really shows up. Yeah, he's just a background character, just like, um, oh, goodness, what's his name? 
Lou Welch. Uh, yeah, Lou Welch from season one and the first part of season two. And then basically Zach Allen just, uh, I think, I think it's down to the, the acting of, you know, that character, um, what's his name? Who portrays him. He uh, just does such a brilliant job. Yeah, Jeff Conway. Conway, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, he's very good. He really is. He, he just grows to love that character and, yeah. So the guy in By Any Means Necessary, the dot guy, he comes back in season five, right? The, the what guy? The foreman Sorry. guy. Oh, no, he comes oh, back. Oh, yes. Yeah. He comes back in Now for a Word. Okay. In season two. Okay. Yeah, and season five, we get the episode with Boa Mack in it. Oh, a view from a gallery. Yeah, okay. I'm really hoping they're going to like Boa Mack. But that's, again, that's season five. That's so far away yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to say that View from a Gallery is probably the most di- sorry, the most divergent episode I've ever um, seen because so many people love the episode and, again, so many people hate the episode. Yeah, yeah, it really is a diversive episode, that one. Mm. Kind of like Spider-Man 2. Like, <laughs> opinions are all over the board on that movie. Wait, yes. I haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man I 2 yet. I won't spoil it, but just yeah, crazy. Right. Yeah. Oh. Oh. N- another thing, actually. What do you think? What do you think they're going to think of um, ISN and the fact it, you know, becomes a propaganda machine? Then they're not going to like ISN, but I think they'll like the story development because yeah. it it's a it's an in-world thing, and it, it I don't know, and because we're doing the ISN reports as well, mm. they'll be invested that little mm. bit more. I think. When is the, when do they actually first say, who are you, as a important question? I'm trying to remember. And are they going to pick up on that? Has it been said yet? I it hasn't, think has so. it? No. Uh, no, no, other than Sinclair, I think, said it. Great yeah, he was actually, no, no, Sinclair was the first one to ask, what do you want? Okay. So Which what did they think? interesting. What Sorry. did they think of Mr. Morden's question and what the significance of it was? Did they have any predictions or thoughts on that? Other than he was um, just really annoying? Yeah, they thought <laughs> he was annoying. Um, don't remember. They weren't really sure why he was asking it, I think, as well. Apart from to be really annoying. And they basically said that's the way you get at the truth, by annoying someone. So they finally give in. Hmm. Because... I think the first time you realise how significant that question really is is when Sheridan asks it to Kosh and Kosh gets really mad and says, never ask that question. Is that in this season? No. It's That's Sh- farther Sheridan down. Asks right. it, so it's oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See how easy it is? <laughs> so a lot of stuff like in Star Trek that I can tell like when it happened based on... Like, you know, like which way Worf was wearing his hair or which color uniform that this person was in, but <laughs> I'm sure I have that some on the show. Well, the story kind of flows. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier, in a way, you, you judge it by a couple of things. You have to judge it by the opening credits, whether you remember the opening credits when that thing happens, or is this pre or post breakaway from Earth? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much stuff coming up that I'm wondering what they're going to make of. But for for this season, give me a second. I'm going to actually get the um, 
DVDs because I want to go through episode by episode whilst we've got a chance. I'm waiting for them to see Kosh for the first time. I know that's in season two, I think. As they have talked about predictions of what he may be or look like or whether he even needs the encounter suit or whether it's just a disguise. Yeah. So. Well, the pink in the brain reference that we had earlier on. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what, who was it who said um, that, you know, perhaps there's just smaller, smaller encounter suits? Is uh, that yeah, was, deleted to the yeah, pink in the brain? Victor, I think. Ah, yeah. Yeah, well, Kosh at the moment for them, it, <laughs> they want to see more of him, but they're also, you know, it's kind of why does he always have to say cryptic things? I think they kind of enjoy that, though, or they're, yeah. they're, expect, cause they're expecting it. Well, they're expecting it now, anyway. So I've got the DVDs in front of me. Mm-hmm. Next week, you know, we've got TKO, nothing much goes on in that one, does it? But after that, we've got Grail. And there are a couple of interesting things in that. The whole thing of um, Delenn with uh, what's-his-name that's looking for the Holy Grail and her views on Sinclair. (laughs) Um, You know, that he, you know, her reverence for him that, you know, he's more than he thinks he is. They're going to be intrigued by that, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to like eyes again, because that, again, is going into Sinclair and Earth's questioning of his decisions, you know, whether he's loyal to Earth and everything. I wonder if they'll spot uh, Jeffrey Coombs were you in out of Star Trek without his makeup. I wonder. Yeah, he's the um, cycle guy. So yeah, yeah, they're not not big Star Trek fans, but I'm sure a lot of people will. They may know who he is when we tell him he's a guy. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see whether they pick up on it before you have to tell them. Uh, okay, yeah, go go through it. Seventeen is legacies. Ah, uh, it's it's the Membari War thing, you know, with the war leader. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I had to think for that. I had to think for a moment about that one. Actually. Yeah, they, I think that one, you know, they've been asking for more information on the Membari and more Delenn. So there's the last half of this series, they're going to get a lot more Delenn, so they'll mm. definitely be happy about that. Uh, of course, after that, we've got the two-parter of The Voice in the Wilderness and Epsilon 3. You were going to uh, go into that a little bit, uh, Shane, weren't you? Uh, not really. All I was going to say is that I love the scene with the uh, with Dondo. Dr- uh, sh- dr- well, I was going to say driving the sh- shuttlecraft down to the planet. Yeah, yeah. Nice and, little uh, quotable scene that one. And I'm just wondering, um, you know, if they're going to fall in love with Dondo because of that little scene. They'll, they'll definitely like him a bit more. At least takes a bit more to really like Londo. Mm. I mean, I think. I mean. We're all influenced by what we know of Londo to come, but yeah. I think for them, it might take a bit more than just that scene. Yeah. And, of course, then we've got brilliant Babylon Squared after all of that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I am, and, I am looking forward to being the guest on that one, but I am actually scared that I might say something <laughs> that I shouldn't do. 
<laughs> yeah, you've got to be really careful on that one. Yeah. Another one where you'll have to turn off your mic a lot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's going to be good to have you on. And I can finally tell them what my Twitter handle is. Oh, yeah. Because uh, um, I Zathras on Twitter. Ah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, Zathras. I hope they're going to like Zathras. Oh, how could you not? <laughs> Zathras is so much fun. So do you think they'll give any of these episodes a 10? Maybe Babylon Squared or Chrysalis? Maybe. Um, I, I think Babylon Squared or Chrysalis, I could give a 10 so. I was thinking that uh, Signs of Importance might be my first 10, but after watching it, I was kind of meh on the Raider storyline. Yeah, I deducted a point for that. I really did not like that the, the Raider guy. Yeah. Again, it's because this is the first time someone's ever really done a series like this. Um, I think he really didn't know how much he should do with this first really big important episode of, you know... It, We've learned since that you can actually do a lot more, to make it much more character-driven than actually, you know. But then again, at the time, I think it probably, even the networks were kind of dubious about the whole thing because they're used to a whole different type of storytelling back then as well. And even if they're not audience are ready for it, network never really is. I meant to try to stress more that um, that they gave some resolution to that storyline, but Heidi and Elizabeth didn't seem to really care about it much. <laughs> no. It's kind of, it was kind of a big deal, I think, but oh well. Yeah, oh, just going through the episodes. The one before the last one, we're going, uh, might be a struggle to for them, you know, quality of mercy with the alien healing machine. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That... Seems like Franklin gets some pretty bad episodes this season. He does. Oh, it's it's a real shame because and they like him a lot. Yeah, and Franklin. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think does, they want to like him. Yeah, they want to like him, and they'll be so pleased further down the road when he gets so much more better episodes and better character developments. Mm. Yeah, now they're more the cliche, you know, medical program. Yeah. So I think that means to talk about. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're going to like, I think, the fact that they take addiction seriously later on because in the episode where Garibaldi relapsed earlier on, um, Survivors, yeah. it was kind of, oh, message of the week. They really, you know, it was just, oh, of course they're not taking this seriously. No one ever does. And so, you know, when they do take it seriously, they'll be pleasantly surprised. But I'm sure when they see the alien healing machine, they'll think, oh, we're never going to see that again. Oh, how wrong they are. <laughs> well, maybe they won't, but I'm fairly certain they won't <laughs> expect it to see it again. Like, oh, that thing that they used back in season one. Forget about it. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that don't, brings us right down to Chrysalis, which in that episode, I mean, the president... You know, it does get killed, uh, you know. But um, even if they're expecting it to happen so soon, I don't think they're going to expect them not to be able to stop the plot. Yeah, because... I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead, Will. I was going to say, yeah, because they stopped it in the... Which episode was that? 
But they oh, stopped it once yeah. before, yeah. Yeah, they, that was actually Survivors. Survivors, yeah. Yeah, they were, you know, uh, so they have already said, yes, these are capable, they can stop a plot like this, and they're used to cliche shows saving the day at, you know, the very last minute. Even when shows have moved on and done arc episodes, there's still times when the good guys save the day. Uh, the fact that they failed to start the president from being assassinated and Garibaldi nearly, you know, gets severely injured, looks like he's dying, they're not going to see that one coming. Yeah, that reminds me of my notes. One time I had written down President Clark. And I oh, boy. Realized it. So <laughs> oh, I, they probably wouldn't have uh, read. I don't know if they would have realized that that was a spoiler or not. But Yeah. I wonder if they'll put together um, anything about then Vice President Clark becoming the president and, and, and what he will be or if he was in on it in any way. Oh, yeah. Um and also, you know, whether they had they even got a clue that Morden would have been involved as well. I mean, that's a big reveal when it comes. It's yeah, it's just that's the last little piece of the puzzle to put in place, ready for everything else to flow from that point. It's season one is just building up to this point, and the last couple of things slide into place, and you're ready for the journey to really begin. It really, season one is just setting up the chessboard and maybe moving the pawns into position. Uh-huh. I just realised as well, um, Babylon Squared, you've got the whole thing with the Grey Council as well. Yes, indeed you do, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, get, yeah. I was going to say, the fact that you get to try the luminary. Yeah. That little bit, the, you know, they'll probably won't concentrate on that too much. They'll concentrate yeah. on the fact that they see the Grey House, but they'll also see that Delenn isn't getting on well with her own government as well. Because yeah. it's we, it's already been pointed out, there's friction in the Earth government, there's friction in the Centauri government, and then they'll find out even their Mumbari government isn't unified. And they're, they're thinking the Mumbari government are pulling strings in Sinclair's mind. Well... Yeah. After then, you know, what are they going to make of the fact that then they don't like what the lens doing? Well, they've talked a little bit about they know that they're different kind of cast, like there's a military cast in the Minbari, because that did come up already in that one episode. Yeah. Of course, the worker dot cast doesn't get mentioned until right, right. Yeah, much until later. Until much later, but I think they kind of got that general idea. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It's definitely going to be interesting, I think. Oh, oh, when, sorry, I just realised we missed out an important thing, uh, that comes later. When we do actually get to discuss what's the episode, uh, legacies and when the war team comes aboard, we get the introduction of an important Membari character, Naroon. Oh, of course. Mm. We rarely see him throughout oh, the series, yeah. but he's so important. He's he's basically the equivalent to um, Bester for the cycle, um, for the warrior cast of Membari. Um, but you get a different ending for him. He's got a different story up. But yeah, they're just going to think he's a throwaway character first of all. But I hope they're going to like him. 
can see he's going to come back time and again. And he, he he's just really good in every episode he comes back in. I think they might suspect that he's going to come back just because he is so good. He doesn't really, I don't know, I, I of course I'm remembering his whole arc, but he um, he's a good actor and, you know, so I think maybe they'll at least hope that he's going to come back. Yeah, because in that episode, he's clearly in opposition to Delenn, so I'm going to be interested to see what they make of that. Because so far, they really think the Membari government are unified in a single plan. Apart from apart from Renegades, they have mentioned Renegades in the Warrior cast once in a while, but it's always made clear that these are Renegades. But when it comes right. to legacies, there's a clear division between religious caste and warrior caste. Oh, there's so much stuff to come. Yeah, going to be great. Uh, I was just reading some of the episode descriptions, season two. I know mm-hmm. I've been <laughs> I've been saying this, I guess, on other shows, like, oh, got to get through season one, got to get through season one, <laughs> get to the good stuff. Yeah, I mean, season one is, there are a few really good episodes, but yeah, it's very inconsistent. Yeah, part of the opening credits for season one are actually really true for a couple of the episodes. They're they're shining beacons in the night, Um, the couple of really good episodes, aren't they? Yeah, I was thinking if we did that plan where, you know, like one of the newbies just watch select episodes, like you were thinking, Ian, that there'd only be about six episodes, maybe <laughs> six or seven. Yeah, maybe just. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably tell someone, okay, if you want to start it, just watch these episodes. I actually do the same thing with Buffy. <laughs> just watch these five episodes and you're good on season one. And here's a, if we don't on things you missed. Yeah. 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 Much. Yeah, and Science Importance is probably one of the most important ones to watch. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's why we asked them to do a commentary on it. Uh, now we've done a few already. But that's the great thing about Babylon 5. There are a couple of really key episodes which are so worth having commentaries for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad they did a commentary for this because when the Shadow Shipper appeared, they, they were surprised they did not see that coming. Yeah, what is that? Uh, well, hmm. I guess Elizabeth thought it was the same. It was a walker ship. Like, but. Yeah, I yeah. was wondering about yeah. that. She definitely raised it. and Yeah, we kind of had to say it's a different ship, but that's because if you go back, it's clear that it's a different ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's you go back and another compare. thing as well. They weren't even sure it was a ship. Yeah. It almost looks like a, a, a creature. It looks like a creature does, more than a ship. Yeah. A living ship. Oh, I mean... They're just one of the best designs on TV, you know, of, of a spaceship, of a space creature that they're so well designed. And can you imagine how good they'd look with modern day graphics? Yeah. So kind of creepy with the old graphics, but <laughs> can imagine how yeah. they're and still creepy. Just, yeah, the yeah, shadow just, ships are among the best, I think, of the CGI ships. Oh, yes. Just say, wait, just you wait until they hear, hear its first scream. Oh, that was creepy. Oh, you heard one in yes. this episode. Not properly, though. Yeah. I think they might have just thought it's background music, but later on you realise it, it's the sound of the ship as it passes, and it's it's a great bit of sound design. Ah, oh, yeah. It, it's just, it, even think about it, it's creepy. 
Oh, wait till they see the shadows for real. Uh, Chrysalis. Uh, and wait until they see the reveal of Kosh right. as well. Well, the first reveal, and then you've got Kosh and Elkesh battle in season four as well, which is the true reveal of their state. I'm also really looking forward to, what's it called, the deconstruction of Falling Stars. Oh, I love that episode. Yeah. Oh, and the season four, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I'll, I might as well give it away here. Um, but, yeah, listen, you might, I'll remind everyone again when we get to the episode, that's actually the first episode of Babylon 5 I ever saw. Uh. Hmm. Deconstruction of Falling Stars was the first one I ever saw. And I just fell in love with it. Uh, and it just intrigued me to know what the whole series was about. Did you just happen upon it on TV, or that's when it was actually airing? Um, I, th- I think I saw it at a friend's, and I had it on, and it just... Actually, no, I only saw a bit of it at a friend's, and I, I just thought, right, I want to see this in full. And so I was, when it got repeated, because um, I, I think Channel 4... Repeated um, series four episodes later in the week, didn't I? Basically, what happened was, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, they were showing it on a Sunday afternoon at six. But because Channel F- so season four got so dark, they were cutting a hell of a lot of stuff out. So they decided to show it later in the week and cut about like one thirty in the morning. Okay, that's yes, that sounds about right because I do remember staying hmm. up thinking, right, see, basically catching just a fraction of the episode on Sunday. I want to see what this is about. Looking into when it's on, realizing it's on late, and staying up late to see it. Uh, yeah, I remember staying up late to see Deconstruction of Falling Stars, and then just because I was intrigued by the little bit I saw, and then getting even more intrigued by that episode and loving what it sets out to do. And then, after that, I kind of looked into the series a bit, uh, tried to find, you know, videos at Woolworths. Shane, I'm sure you remember Woolworths. Yeah, I certainly do, I certainly do. <laughs> and um, I ended up seeing uh, War Without End. Yeah, and then And then, from there, I went back to the beginning. It's just, yeah, I saw it in a slightly weird way. Yeah, quite actually, quite a uh, funny story actually. Because I was watching it from from the I think from the middle of season one actually on on TV, but I never actually started getting the videos until the first video of season four, uh, because of the channel four wanting to cut a lot of stuff out and I wanted to see them unedited. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone, and thank you guys for being on the show today. Oh well, thank you for doing all of this. It's, yeah. It's- Fun excuse to rewatch again. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> not like you need a big excuse to rewatch Babylon 5. Right. But <laughs> well, because it's not streaming, I really hadn't thought about it. And so you, um, I'm just buying the DVD sets, um, which I had never done before. So great. Yeah. Um, I think this, well, we could have to do another one of these, I think. Yes. It might be an idea to wait until, you know, the key episode next season, uh, what's it, the coming of shadows next year, next season, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, we will be back at some point. Uh, Until next time, take care and goodbye. Goodbye.
Goodbye. Bye. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast.